I'm gonna make them an offer again. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together, they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. Say hello to my little friend! The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is... You do not talk about Fight With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Hello and welcome to the best movies you've never seen. And I've got to say, I was actually counting the number of movies we've already done from the, the intro. intro. There are three, three we left. have yet to do. I only heard two. And one is coming up in the next few oh, weeks. This I won't tell you which. Okay. But uh, my name is Stephen Fennick and I'm joined by Trevor Long as we go through the best movies that he's never seen and maybe you've never seen. We, we I, I do like the fact that... Trevor's watching the movie for the first time, but you know what? The We give you the inspiration to maybe watch this movie for the first time yourself. You don't have to be a movie buff like Stephen. Yes. You don't have to be a movie idiot like me. <laughs> you could just be younger than us yeah. and discovering movies. That, that wasn't out when you were born. Exactly. Maybe. It wasn't out till after, uh, well, before you were born. It was so in the cinemas. see it in the title, go and watch yeah. it, find it on Fetch on Hisense High, High TV, and then That's come it. along and enjoy unpacking it with us. We are watching The Last Boy Scout Dib, 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 dob, dob, Starring dob. Bruce Willis okay. and Damon Wayans, released in 1991 and directed by Tony Scott. Mm -hmm. Pretty solid lineup there. Just a reminder, there is some explicit language you're going to right. be hearing uh, on our show today. Uh, this movie was written by Shane Black, who wrote a movie we've already covered on the show, mm -hmm. Lethal Weapon. Oh, wow. Yeah. Pretty strong, actually. So he yeah, was actually the first writer... To sell a spec script. So a spec script is when you have your own idea and write a script and pitch it to a studio. It's not like they come to you and say, we want you to adapt a book or adapt a play. What, you think he was the first? He was the first uh, the first writer to sell a spec script for a million dollars. Oh, wow. A million bucks. Uh, and he was originally offered for uh, $2.25 million for this movie. But he actually decided to go with Warner Brothers, who he dealt with with Lethal Weapon, right, for less money. Wow! Yeah, I reckon there was probably a oh, back, there was probably there back was a end. back end deal going <laughs> on there, and uh, so they offered him one point seven five million, hmm. which at the time was the high, was the record, and that record stood for sixty seven days. Wow! Until Joe Esterhaas received three million dollars for a movie we've done as well, Basic Instinct. Oh wow! Yeah. Now, Should we be writing yeah. spec scripts? 
Spec scripts. Well, if you could land How one, many of them would if, there be well, in no, a day? There, there's a few. There'd be either. Oh, there'd like be how the many would come across the desks? Yeah, 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 exactly right. But um, when this movie was written, Joel Silver was the producer. Right. Mm. He, he produced Die Hard, a lot of other big movies. When so this movie was written well before it came out and was released in cinemas in 1991 was was written in the mid mid to late 80s in mid 80s and when Joel uh, when Shane Black submitted the script to Joel Silver to, to for him to to see if he wanted to produce it the script was called Die Hard what and Joel Silver so this is pre 88 before Die Hard yeah. came out Joel Silver said you know what I love that name can you call it something else. Because he was actually working on Die Hard at the time, but but didn't have a name for didn't it. Didn't have the name. So the stole name, the name. The name was off was for Die Hard originally was based on the novel called Nothing Lasts Forever. So he stole Roderick the name. Thorpe. That's so he goes, mate, I want I want that title. Wow. Uh, so that eventually became the title for his current the movie he was working on at that time, Die Hard. Huh. Now, when this came along, right, this screenplay was written. And they were considered because Joel Silver helped produce Lethal Weapon and Die Hard. When he, when Shane Black produced this script, the producers were thinking, "Well, this could be Die Hard Two, mm. or could be Lethal Weapon oh, Two. It could be. Yeah, yeah you're so right. That, they said we might use this script as the second instalment of Die Hard, which is already established film, or a second instalment for Lethal Weapon. Yeah. But they decided, no, let's go it alone as a standalone film. Interesting. So that's how they were doing the wheeling and dealing behind the wow. scenes before they produced You can, you can now, I mean, no spoilers, yeah. but, you know, you, oh, yeah. can, you could can totally see weapon. how this is. Could easily be. Either one yeah. of those. Well, Bruce Willis is in Die Hard. Yeah, and exactly. Too. So there's, there's, your, there's your link there. Now, did you have any impressions of this at all? What were your impressions, if any, on this movie? I was disappointed. Arkayla wasn't in it. Oh. You were never a Boy Scout, were you? No. <laughs> that's why you haven't picked no, up the dib, 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 dob, dob, dob reference. Yeah, I was wondering what Arkayla. the hell you were talking about yeah. there. What? Mate, that's a Boy Scout thing. Really? So I, mate, I had no idea. I thought this was going to be okay. about the Boy Scouts, <laughs> and we're going to go to a jamboree and uh, <laughs> and make it really? all happen, right? So and yeah, earn, earn your little merit badges. Yep. Is that what you do with get, your Boy Scout? Get my woggle merit. and my uh, your woggle. Your what? Your woggle. woggle's the thing that goes around your scarf. Okay, explain the dib 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 thing again. What's that? I don't know. It's you put three fingers up like this, and you yeah. go dib 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 dob dob dob. It's what like does that a, mean? it's like, like a pledge. It's like is a, that like or be prepared? Is that kind of right? yeah, right? Yeah, okay. I don't know. It's a long time ago for me. So but you were in the Boy Scouts. I was a Cub right. Scout. Yeah. And who was you? you, you, were, you were you still friendly with your Scoutmasters at all? No, I got mate? nothing. No. Really? Don't right. remember. It was right. back. That was Sydney day. So that's going okay. back to yeah, so year your, four. your reaction, your impressions were virtually nothing. Yeah. So let me be clear. I watched this with my eldest son Jackson. It was not what I was expecting <laughs> right well yeah some scenes would have been a and little bit, uh, uh yeah it was yeah. uh it was right out it was there one scene that you would have thought yeah, yeah. But it, it was it was a lot more it it's was like good though. it was a good scene you would have thought oh we're in vegas again it was a good movie to watch <laughs> with a with a 17 year old of it course was good. Yeah, not good. with a 12 year old thank you no, no 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 not not for the i didn't realize adults. it was rated r18 plus yes yeah, until look, look you know that. what happened we look were watching it and yeah. and I pressed pause at one point and it came up on the screen I went oh my god great parenting there true yep well, uh, the the buzz around it was actually pretty solid. Roger Ebert, our man Roger, gave Rog. the film three stars out of four. Okay, that's and not he bad. said, "I quote: a superb example of what it is: a glossy, skillful, cynical, smart, utterly corrupt, and vilely misogynistic action thriller." And you know what I love about Rog? Yeah, he rates a movie based on what it is. Absolutely, yeah. Owen yeah. Gleiberman also had praise for it. He said, a cheerfully disreputable buddy thriller 
that also happens to be one of the most entertaining movies of the season and gives the actors room to stretch out. Variety described the plot as a haze of barely connected storylines about political corruption, pro-football, gambling, infidelity and blackmail, where all the questions are answered by another car chase or smashing someone in the face or shooting someone in the head. (laughs) That's a great summary. But the most critical review came from Desson Howe of the Washington Post. He said the filmic equivalent of a hate crime. It's mindless anti-civilization formula for boys who can't get enough. Oh, poor Diddums. <laughs> a little harsh. But you know what? The the buzz around this film during production wasn't the best. Uh-huh. There was a little bit of uh, tension on the set. The assistant director, uh, James Scotchdepaul, his, his surname is, he later recalled that some of this was in an interview. He said, and I quote, the problems on the production were caused by, quote, Overabundance of alpha males on that set. <laughs> he said in an interview, Bruce was at the height of his stardom. So was Joel Silver. So was Tony Scott, the director. And so was Shane Black, the writer. Right. There were a lot of people who had a lot of opinions about what to do. There were some heated early 90s testosterone charged personalities on the line. It was a charged environment. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think, though, the, the, the result is pretty good. Yeah. This is your last exit before the freeway. We are going to take a long pass at the last Boy Scout. But if you haven't seen it, you can catch it on Fetch. Catch it uh, and uh, and watch it and enjoy it. And the great thing, I mentioned this recently about Fetch, is the movie box. And we actually used the movie box this week. Uh, my youngest is going into high school, so... Our tradition in our families is you're going into high school, you invite a bunch of your new or your existing buddies who are going to the same school with you around, yep. and you watch movie night. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, it's, so it's one of Amanda's so favourite movies. School during and, high school, and we we watched it with Victoria and her friends last year, and Harry and his mates this year. And I got to tell you, it's a much more of a boys' movie than a girls' because the bet. boys stayed. <laughs> Focused the whole movie. They loved every bit of it. And that was on the movie box. I was shocked. Yeah. I didn't have to pay for it. It was part of the subscription, as are 30-odd movies each and every every month. Yeah. What's the water diviner with Russell Crowe? Yeah. Is that any good? Yeah, no, good, okay. not great. Good, not great. We are yeah. Marshall. Uh, yeah, that's good. That's a good high school movie. Yeah, the never-ending story. That's, never that's ending a story, flashback. Yeah. That's a, there, there's a legal claim there because the story actually ends. It's a two-hour <laughs> movie. It, um, yeah. It's a simple thing in life. <laughs> but there's there's the movie box and then there's the movie store where there are over 10,000 movies to choose from. Search it up and watch it. And the great thing is Fetch will tell you the most affordable and the best quality place to watch. So if you've got it yep. as part of a subscription in 4K, it's going to send you that. It's not going to push you to buy it from Fetch. It's going to send you to a place where you can already watch it as a part of your Netflix, Stan, Disney, Amazon subscriptions. Fetch is looking out for you. If you want movies, you need Fetch. Fetch is available at major retailers and big telcos like iinet and Telstra. And you can check it out at fetchtv.com.au. Love my Fetch. Now you've seen... The last Boy Scout. He is, in fact, not a Boy Scout. He's not a Boy Scout, <laughs> but we'll get to why it's called the last Boy Scout. Yep. What are your impressions now? Yeah, I mean, first impressions. First Thank impressions are it did. It felt total diehard yeah. Lethal Weapon style. Yeah. You know, it was action from the start. It, it it goes to my point about Roger Ebert. It's yeah. You don't go into this trying to compare it to Shawshank. Yeah. 
or yeah, something. It's, it's not Shakespeare. Is, yeah, yeah, it is what it is. It is what yeah, it is. Yeah. And mate, I, it was it was enjoyable to watch. It was a little hard to follow some of the plot lines, and yeah. I think that's why the Variety review yes. really they tried to pack hit me. Yeah. Um, some of the corruption stuff. Yeah. A, a bit of it didn't honestly make sense to me, and that some things happened that were only referenced briefly later on. You realise yeah. what they are about. So a bit of that was was a bit much to take in. But then in the end, it was just a. Great action well, flick. I, I, can't, I can actually tell you that the original script that Shane Black wrote mm. was the last act was a lot different to what was in the movie. Interesting. The last act of the original screenplay was a lot darker. Right. And there was like it was on water. They were, there was all these other things happening. And so in for the movie, I'll tell you later in the editing room what they had to do to, to, to get it together. But that, that's, I think, why you, you might have felt that little bit of disjointed sort yeah. of structure to it. Yep. Um, and what's your thread slash tweet on this one? <laughs> My thread on this one would be, uh, hit me again and I'll kill you. So <laughs> maybe time to watch The Last Boy Scout if you don't know what that means. That is good. That's I, a, like that I really, that's, I hope yeah. that's somewhere there because oh, yeah. that's yeah. a good line. That is cool. Now, I saw this at the movies, funny enough. I was still playing for Souths when this came out yeah, back right. in the early 90s. I watched it with Joe, uh, my future wife, nice. and have regularly watched it ever since. The cast, uh, Bruce Willis plays Joe Hallenbeck, and of course he was in Die Hard, which we've done, mm -hmm. Sixth Sense, which we will do, Armageddon, which we'll get to, Pulp yep. Fiction, which we've done. Yes. So we've covered okay, Bruce Willis pretty well. Yeah, we have, we've have we've catalogued his career very well. Damon Wayans <laughs> plays Jimmy Dix. He was in a movie called More Money, mm -hmm. uh, Major Pain. Major Pain also, I'd heard of. Yes, he was also in the uh, comedy show In Living Colour with his brothers. What happened yeah. to his career? Because I thought to myself... Uh, he was in, I think like, he was in a Lethal Weapon adaptation, TV adaptation recently. Like I watched, yeah, yeah. I, it's it's weird when I'm watching movies like this and I think, I know this actor for yeah. sure, but, but I'm, he's got, he's got I'm brothers, surprised though. they yeah. don't have a bigger yeah. uh, catalog. I think he did a bit more TV later right. in his career. I just wonder if he's the kind of guy that went was smart with money and earned a lot of money and then yeah, when I can just, just live now, what, I am, what am I working for? <laughs> That's what I'd be like just quietly if we Did got that you, uh, three point uh, two million for our spec script. Hello. Did you notice a, a very young Halle Berry? Yes. Played Corey. And again, because yeah. I come at this from a I know Halle Berry's a star, yeah. her role in this shocked me right. because it was so short. Okay. Yeah, she did have a pretty short role. But she was also uh, in Die Another Day. She was a Bond girl mm. in Die Another Day. She won an Oscar for Monsters Ball right. uh, with Billy Bob Thornton opposite him. Okay. Uh, we've also covered this film she was in, Executive Decision. Remember the plane yes. on the plane? And she was also in the X-Men movies. Right. Yeah. So she's had a pretty decent career Yeah, also. absolutely. Before we get to the run-through, let's talk about our other great sponsor, and that is Hisense. Now, Hisense, it's all about going big, and you can do that with their laser TV range, available in 100-inch or 120-inch. Their laser TV is the only all-round short-throw projector package that gives you everything you need, and including the screen, including the projector itself, which has speakers, the Vita U7 operating system as well. It's all on board. So if you want to have that cinema-like experience, then the laser TV could be the solution for you. It does have up to 3,000 3, ANSI lumens of brightness, and you're getting amazing color through the Trichroma X-Fusion pure color laser technology. So you're getting 4K resolution, uh, and it gives you 100% 
of the full colour gamut as well. Not only does it look good as well, it sounds great too. The Dolby Atmos is is built into gives you that cinema level audio experience as well. And Dolby Vision HDR also achieves that amazing clarity and detail as well. Uh, the, it does include the screen, and not just any old screen. It has an ambient light rejection screen. So what this means is that even even if you're in watching it during the day, it does kill off a lot of the ambient light that would normally wash out a regular projector screen. So you are getting that amazing picture all day long and well into the night. It also has the VDA U6 operating system. I said U7 before, the U6 operating system. But it does, uh, that gives you all your access to all your streaming services. So think of this like, it's like a regular TV, but you're projecting the image on onto a screen rather than actually having a physical television in front of you. And it actually sits in the same spot where you would have your television anyway on an entertainment unit. So if you want to achieve that cinema-like experience, either in 100 inch or 120 inches, and you can do that for well under $10,000, by the way, if you're looking at a really big screen, mm. traditional projector setup, you're looking at a lot more than that. So the Hisense offers you value as well as that amazing sound uh, picture quality and the whole cinema-like experience. Check them out, hisense.com.au. Do you agree that Friday night's a great night for football? That's it's, a, it's a massive intro. It yeah. really felt like I was going to watch a game. <laughs> well, you kind of do. And I like I watched yeah. that intro because it was shots shot well because it was shot as if it was TV. You could yeah. kind of see the interlacing of lines and stuff. And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm not American, but I wonder, was that the theme at the time? No, like, it wasn't. Was it this, was their own little this song. This was a made-for-movie yeah. Football intro. It's yeah. pretty wild. Because you got to you got to remember, too, that the teams mentioned are not actual teams. Yeah, that's right. The LA Stallions. Mate, I spent the whole movie going, I should Google the LA Stallions. No, don't, don't Google. <laughs> that's I'm not good. Real Do they really play? Because I know the Rams team. are there now, but they weren't yeah. there before. I, no. Mate, it was playing on yeah, me. I yeah. think there would have been some lawsuits flying around if they had the real team. <laughs> but anyway, um, we're, we're at a football match and uh, it's half time. Yeah. And Billy Cole, who's the star quarterback, actually gets a call in the dressing room at mm. half time. Hello. Hello, William. This is Milo. There's a lot of money riding on this game tonight. You better start scoring some touchdowns, William. Just do whatever it takes, understood? Or else you're history. My question is this, and you probably got the same one, mate. Right? Yeah. How do you call a footballer during a game? Yeah, how do you get how through a happen? dressing room? Yeah. This I was, mean, this was the late the, I can, the late eighties, early nineties. Like, I can imagine the team owner getting yeah. through. I guess. Yes. But like, yeah, no. Talking to a player directly, yeah. just and a hard no. Because then he runs out on field, and this is yeah. where my, my my first part of the movie. I'm going, whoa, whoa. You're thinking he's gonna he's gonna do this great thing, but then he pulls out a gun yes. while running on the field and shoots a player <laughs> or two, and then shoots himself. Yeah. And I'm thinking, hang on, is this going to be a flashback? Is this going to be a yeah, dream? What yeah. is going on here? That's but it, happening. it just it just ends and happens, and you're yeah. like, what the hell just what happened? Did, what did I just see? And I, I like it here. He goes, ain't life a bitch? And then he shoots himself in the head. Mate. Okay. So pretty, it's it's like it's a, a brutal 100 start. miles an hour yes. start to a movie. And for yeah. context, this is what I was referring to earlier. It actually makes no sense yeah. in the movie. At that point. 
frankly, until just one line later on. There's, yeah, there's well, like one reference to that let, later on. Let's background something <sighs> here. That the 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 background of this is, and I'm not sure whether this was actually the the case at the time. Mm. But sports betting was illegal. That's true. At that point, yes. right. So he gets a call. They've obviously got the bookies. They're bookies running a book on, on yeah, it. Yeah. So that's that's my what I'm thinking. Okay, well, why didn't this bloke just go to sports bet or, or whatever whatever they've got over there? Yeah. That's why. And them having access to him in the dressing room, I think that's something totally different. But shocking start to the game. Yep. You'd agree. Yep. Sets the tone for the movie. You know, you're in for a ride yeah. here. This is not going to be a soft. Touch movie for sure, <laughs> uh, and football was obviously going to be a because we haven't too. seen Bruce Willis at this point, right? No, so we don't see Bruce so Willis till at the this next point. Scene. I'm thinking, wait, it's a football movie. Is yeah, Bruce yeah. Willis one of the players? Like I'm looking in? around, yeah, yeah. going, where is he? Well, we do see him in the very next scene, mm -hmm. asleep in his car. Yeah, and you're thinking, what is this guy doing? He looks like a bit of a burnout. Uh, do you like how the neighbourhood kids sort of mess yeah, with him too? That was good fun. I liked it. <laughs> and, and I always, you know, what, from the start, I expected him just to reach out and grab them. Yeah. He does. He doesn't do that until like the second or third. Well, they, go where at they them. say, "Yeah, look at his watch." Yeah, and then the guy grabs. Then he gets the gun. The kids start screaming. <laughs> and uh, but I like then how he he gets back in his office, uh, and he gets a call from his from his mate Mike. Joe, Mike Matthews, I got a job for you. Hold on, hold on a minute, Mike. Joe, Christ, I thought you were still in Las Vegas. I was going to leave a message on your machine. Jeez, you sound terrific. What'd you do last night? I think I fucked a squirrel to death and I don't even remember it. Listen, Joe. You still taking charity? What do you got? Stripper. Uh, excuse me. Exotic dancer. She's got some weirdo hassle in her one surveillance and I'm book solid. She's hot, Joe. She rates a three on my finger scale. That means I'd cut off three of my fingers if God had let me fuck her. <laughs> Make her one on your nose scale. Prove your looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eat me. So listen, I'm booked. You got plans? Thinking about smoking some cigarettes. These are pretty good cigarettes. It's 500 bucks, Joe. Gotta run some errands. Meet you at your office in an hour. Got to say, a lot of snappy dialogue in this movie. It is yeah. very some yeah, clever no. lines. I could <laughs> that, have had fifty honestly, memorable lines. That squirrel line there, yeah, yeah, is so Wake up with a dead squirrel, and he's, they threw the kids through the squirrel in the car. <laughs> <I think I'm laughs> that was pretty good. Next we oh. meet uh, Jimmy Dix, yeah, and he sort of wakes up beside this naked woman. Uh, there's been a party. There's like a bag of drugs in the bathroom, and you're thinking, "What's going on here?" And then we find out it's an LA Stallions party, yeah. And there's a guy in the spa, yeah, holding a woman's head underwater for yeah. some reason. And, well, uh, I don't well, think we know some reason. we know hmm. why, but uh, Jimmy doesn't like it. Ray, she's gonna drown, man. Hey, fuck you, you loser. Let her go, Ray. I mean, what are you doing here anyway? This is a league party. You got kicked out, remember? Huh? Remember? Oh, oh you fucking! Oh, best storm in the National League. Remember that, you fat son of a bitch. I do like how that gives us some information. Exposition. As well. Yes. Yes. Jimmy. So Dix. we know he's not, been not kicked been, out of the league, out. but he didn't get kicked out because he, he didn't lose his job because he's still got an arm on yes. him. So he's a he's quarterback. Still, he's recently got kicked out. Yeah. I do love this bit now where Joe actually goes home again. And yeah. do you remember in the call before Mike, his mate, says, oh, look, I thought you were in Vegas still. Yeah. And his wife even says a thing, oh, you got back from Vegas early. Yeah. Turns out. Yeah. The wife, Mike, well, wife, Mike was definitely shocked. But here's, well, I've yeah. got a passage but of time issue here. Right. Because like, he said he had an hour to run some errands. He said an hour he to run some to errands. spoke to Mike. Which was clearly. The errands was to go home. Within the hour. Yes. His yeah, errand yeah. was to go home. Yes. So did Mike ring him from 
his own home? Maybe. Well, well you're getting ahead of the story here, but well, no, may, it's maybe, not rocket science. Yeah. Maybe, but um, the the it does give you a pretty a good insight into their marriage at the moment. It's pretty yeah. much in the pits at the yeah. moment. Um, and so he does see the toilet seat up, the steamed mirrors, and you know what? It's well shot he's to not, set this up. He's not. He's not an idiot. See, there's all this steam in the shower like somebody was just in there. Only your hair's dry. So it must be somebody else we're talking about. We mail somebody because the toilet seat's up. Since he's not under the bed, I figured you must have stuck him in the closet when you heard my key hit the lock a day early. So, who's the guy in the closet? Jesus Christ, nothing changes. You're still a lunatic. Gonna tell me who it is? You want me to open the closet, Joe? I'll do it, okay? And then we'll both know that you're a fucking psycho. Is that what you want, huh? No. Thank you. The door stays shut. What I'm gonna do is count to three. And then I'm gonna put a bullet in that door. Oh, you can stop me anytime by telling the truth. One. Your shrink, Joe. Call him and tell him that you're fucking losing it. The truth is a beautiful thing. Two. How dare you come into this house and pull the shrink? No! Here's Mike. Look, Joe. Keeping it warm for me, Mike? It's good, though, because <laughs> in all that moment where he sees the toilet seat, as soon as, you, as soon as they shoot the toilet seat, you know she's, she's sleeping There's something somewhere. doing there. Yeah. No, there's something going on. Um, but at no yeah, point, he looks under the bed first. But he, at no point are you thinking that it's his mate. No. Nah. So that's really well drawn out, that whole thing. And yeah. the other thing, he, like he's got his gun and he actually he's shoots gonna shoot, yeah, he's Like shoot. he shoots a, a photo. Yeah, he doesn't, yeah, yeah. doesn't just bluff fully. He, he shows, shows his hand. He was loaded. Yeah. I like how he uh, afterwards he's walking Mike out to the car mm. and he says to him, he asks him, head or gut? And he goes, what? He goes, head or gut? And he goes, oh, head. Oh, no, gut. No, gut. He says gut. Yeah, he he says punches gut. him in the gut. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. When are you ever saying head? Head or gut? Well, get, you want to get punched in the face or in the gut? Yeah, but yeah, who's answering wanna, you, face? Yeah, no, you get gut. Um, no one. But as he's as he's punched him, he goes, okay, give me the details of the of the job. And he goes, what, you still want it? He goes, yeah, 500 bucks is 500 bucks. And uh, he does, he gives it to him. Then walks over to his car, turns the ignition, and kaboom. But, but big one. See, so yeah. what, what were you thinking? All these things happening one after the other. You're thinking, Blake shot himself on a field. Yes. Guy's caught a bloke in his cupboard, his mate, and then the car's blown up in the first five minutes Nothing of the movie. at this point makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, because there's, there's yeah, like yeah. if you if you're doing one of those serial criminal you know mock-ups on your wall, there's yeah. no red red uh, string connecting these dots together. Not yet, but let's talk about a couple of things. A, his marriage is in the yeah. is in the toilet, right? Yeah. And she said, "Well, we, why don't you show me something? Like you know, why didn't you tell call me a bitch or something?" And 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 yeah, she wants him. She to wants be, a rise. She out of wants him. him to be angry. Yeah. She's she's filthy that he's just blasé and just walking yeah. it off. She's basically filthy that that he even walked her out, walked the old mate out to the car. Like yeah. she's just can't understand his emotion, yeah. right? So he's that also is a bit of an exposition of of him, right? Yeah. It's like this bloke. He's hit a point of his career here. He's basically yeah. given you don't know, up. You don't know what. Well, we find out later what what he went through, mm. but he's sort of you can tell he's sort of at the. Sort of almost rock. He's bottom not at here. the peak of his career. Absolutely not. So uh, at this point, he's got the job details for Corey, and then he goes off to see her in the bar. He's talking to her, and Jimmy spots spots her across the bar. And you're thinking, well, Jimmy, 
and then he comes across and goes, oh, that's my girl. Yep. Uh, she goes off to dance and Joe explains why she wanted his help. But what I like about this bit is that Joe knows exactly who Jimmy is. Mm. Hey, look, I don't know who the fuck you are, what's going on, but Corey's my girl. If she's in some kind of trouble, I want to know about it. Confidential, big boy. Well, why don't you just tell me anyway? Nope. Man, you couldn't protect a cup of warm piss. I just got to hit me. Excuse me? Come on, chicken shit. Bust me in the chops. You don't think an old guy like me could hurt you, do you, Jimmy? Oh, so you know who I am? James Alexander Dix. Quarterback for the L.A. Stallions, 89-90. Banned from the league on gambling charges. Allegations of drug abuse. Another tragic tale of wasted youth. Now you're starting to piss me off. It's about fucking time. <laughs> Joe Allenbeck. A private detective. You're like fucking lowlife to me. He's said he shit my town away on coke. <laughs> See, now, when I... When I looked at this, obviously for the first time, I thought to myself, okay, so while he's got this demeanor of I couldn't give a shit, he's done his research. Yeah. Like he, he knows his He stuff. knows who he, this, kn- oh, he knew he, who he is. No, but yeah. I'm looking at it from the perspective of yeah. he's done his research on this perspective client and he knows who her partners are and yeah, all this maybe, kind of stuff. Yeah. But I think in the long run, you oh, realize he, knew who he, was anyway. he was just a massive yeah. fan. We learned, we learned later he was a huge fan. I understand, yeah. but you see the juxtaposition there of yeah. you think I'm thinking for the first time this bloke actually, despite being a bum, yeah, has done true. his research. Yeah. But it turns out he was yeah. just a fan. But he's also too. Remember when Corey goes, "Oh, should I pay you now?" He goes, "No, no, you don't pay me now. Put your money away." So he was sort of trying to be professional there yeah. as well. Um, the Corey says uh, afterwards that there's this little period where she's sort of with him in the bar, in the club somewhere, mm. in, the, in her dressing room or something, and Joe's waiting outside, and the sort of scene's cut back and forth. She, Corey's telling him, he goes, you know what, I might be able to get your job back. And you're wondering, okay, how is she going to do that? Um, then Jimmy asks why she hired Joe, and she said, look, you know, don't worry about it. Let me handle it. Joe's waiting outside the club, and then you see a poster for Boehner, the politician, politician. and he's, he's got a glass and throws it at him, and there was like a little brief flashback of him when he worked for him in yeah. the Secret Service. Yes. And you don't know exactly why at that point. So you're thinking, hang on, there's a relation there. But as he's, as he's looking, like I think he find, finds a cigarette butt on the floor, he goes, eh, anyway, he gets I'm jumped. And yeah, the blokes jump him. And uh, they said, look, t- kill him, get rid of the body. Yeah. <laughs> you think, okay. And, and he knows uh, what's coming because he heard that. Yeah. And then Joe, he, as as he's, his best defense mechanism is his humor. And so and he's, he's, telling, stuff. he's telling some great wife jokes to this bloke. He's got a gun at his head. Now, where you want? In the chest or in the head? Yeah, that's what your wife said. Hey, will you stop with the wife uh, shit? Catch <laughs> me how fat she is. Fuck you, man. <laughs> how fat is she? She's so fat, I had to roll her in flour and look for the wet spot. <laughs> you want to fuck her, you got to slap her by and ride the wave in. <laughs> I'm not saying she's fat. Her high school picture was an aerial photograph. <laughs> and then some. So he's grabbed a bottle, broken bottle, and stabbed yeah. him in the neck and said, I'm out of here. 
It's funny though because of the way it's shot. You know, the guy doesn't want to hear his stupid jokes, but then he he looks at him as if he give he gives an eye as if to say, "Okay, tell me the joke. I want to hear it now. I, I need to hear this. I can't kill you and then not yeah. know what the joke was." So that's uh, yeah, cost of his life. <laughs> Corey drives off. He's, Jimmy says, "Look, I'll follow you home." Someone taps her on the back of the car. She bumps gets into, her, bumps yeah. into her. And then just brutally. And she, and she gets out of the car. Like guns her down. Yeah. And this is where I'm going, hang on a minute. It's Halle Berry. <laughs> What's what, going how on? is she dead yeah. at this point of the movie? Yeah, early, early on. I'm like, wow, yeah. this is yeah. unbelievable. So there's a lot of things happening one after the other. And you're it's a bit of an overload, is it, at the moment? It's you're too thinking, much. What's happening? I don't know what is going yeah. on. Yeah. Joe arrives and there's a shootout, kills them all. And uh, they arrive then at the police station. They think Joe is lying in his statement. We learn at this point, too, that he was Secret Service and once saved the president's life. Mm. Now, did you look at the photo of the president during the movie? It was supposed to look, it was like a Jimmy Carter double. It did look like, Jimmy, like Jimmy Carter, Carter, didn't it? Yeah. So that's who I think we're meant to think it was we're Jimmy Carter. We're meant to Carter. think it was Jimmy Carter, okay. Um, so at the. Joe, Joe and, and, and Jimmy are at the police station and Joe says, look, you know what? This will, this looked like a professional hit to me. This isn't just a random yeah. thing. So they know that there's some dramas. Now, my question for you at this point yeah. all right, is do you think Mike, who, you know, the dude who slept with his, was in yeah. court with his missus, yeah. do you think he knew about this heat on Corey? Do you reckon he was trying to set, well, trying there, to give give Joe a hospital party? There's a there's a few, a few moments where that's discussed. I think Jimmy says it to him later that you know he he brushed yeah. this off off to him. I don't think so because <clears throat> all she's worried she she up until this point is just worried about what's going on and people following her and stuff. Yeah, there's not been a, a murder or another car blowing up or anything that we're told about yeah. that's related to this. But we know there's heat on Corey, and and yeah. this is the discussion they have now. For for well, the question I put to you, this is what they say about it. Yeah, this stuff Corey fed you about some weirdo Hassler, that was bullshit. Huh? Yeah. I know what she was into. That was a professional hit out there tonight. It's getting style. Way I figure, Mike was working for her, same as me. He gets scared, very scared. Bails out, dumps it in my lap. Guess mm. he bailed out too late, huh? I'm still scraping them off my stucco. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a it's a fascinating thought, but you'll yeah I don't I don't, I don't know that Mike knew. Well, I think if Mike knew, well, why did he give up the case then? He didn't know he was going to get blown up because he it was a low life case. And the way he presented it to yeah. Joe was it was just a, he was too it was busy. below him. Yeah. It wasn't his well, style. He wasn't going to say, mate, I want to give you this because I'm, I'm, I'm scared I'm going to die. I'm also a bit busy with your wife. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We also learn that Joe got fired from his job in the Secret Service yes. when he was working for Senator Baynard, and that's the flashback we see here where mm. the senator has got some girl tied up and slapping her around and Joe comes in and knocks out Just three knocks of his teeth. Yeah. Uh, he's pretty proud at, uh, of that, by the way. Yeah, well, because and he's proud of it because yeah. he sees himself as defending the woman. Of course, of course. We'll discuss that a little bit later. Joe uh, agrees to let Jimmy go with him back to Corey's apartment, mm. and uh, I like how he says, "Look, <laughs> you've got to get through the security system here. You know, I can disarm the security <laughs> and I can do all this." And then yeah. he kicks the door kicks in, the door and in. he looks at him. And he goes, "What?" And he goes, "It's disarmed." Yeah. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Oh, what was the word he used? He said, uh, "Well, you've got to get around it or something." Some word he used. Uh, but anyway, they're in the apartment and Jimmy finds a tape and a note. And uh, we think that that might be what they were looking for. That's Marcone. Yeah, I know who it is. I don't know who this is. It's Calvin Bain or Senator. And these two assholes with him? Not bodyguards. You don't go anywhere without protection. Xerox copy phone bill. What's this number they keep calling? Calvin Bain's home phone number. 
<laughs> you know the senator's home number? <laughs> yeah, so I called him a couple times. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so what's all this mean, Joe? I don't know, Junior. But lucky. Maybe enough blackmail evidence to put the two most powerful men in California away for a long time. Why would Corey want to blackmail Marcoon or Vayner? He said she was fucking Marcoon, I didn't say she was right? fucking him. I said dating. Never said fucking well, whatever she was doing, she heard something, she saw something. The point well, is... When is she, she trying to blackmail Exactly. She hires my buddy Mike. She get evidence to use against him, right? That's right. So now we have the evidence. What we got, Junior, is Marcon and Vayner by the nuts. And that is why I love America. <laughs> they also have a tape. Yes. And at the start of this tape of, is Marcone, who's the owner of the LA Stadium. And it's clearly hot yeah, stuff. Like talking you, to you're like, this is awesome. And like he says at the start of the tape, he goes, oh, we prefer you not use my name. He goes, come on, mate, what are you doing? And then I think Jimmy goes, let's get to the better stuff. And he fast-forwards fast it. it. Ah. Fast-forward eats the tape, and it ruined the tape. Well, so, uh, that's my biggest issue with the film is you could probably have pieced that together. You think so? You just, that's what I thought. You mate, could have taken that to tape a forensic. Can, can put a, mate, mate yeah. sticky tape can put a, put a tape together. You just okay. miss a bit. Okay. Well, anyway, the tape appears to be lost, uh, and I think Corey was going to use the tape to get Jimmy his position back with that's the stallions. What, that's what we now Remember how she said, could have got your job get back? a sense. She yeah. was going to blackmail in reverse yeah. and say, mate, you've got to do Give whatever you need to do to get this back. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy is about to drive home in Corey's second car, doing very well. She's got two cars. Mm, yes. Uh, and Joe correctly suspects that it's wired with C4, and he grabs it out. Remember, he gets, he gets it. Gets, Geez, look at this. Yeah. Puts it in his boot. Or in the in the what do you call that thing in the lock of the where the boot goes? Well, yeah. So he but he but sort of sticks it on there. He, he's about to just put it in the boot because yeah. he's like he's going to put that in there, but then they get approached, yeah. and so intentionally when he sees them, he he sticks the C four yeah to the lock area. Yes, that's right. What is it? C four plastic explosive. You wired the ignition of Mike's car with this because they do the same thing with hers. Good thing for you they wired the wrong car, huh? This for the cops. Let them analyze it. You just gonna put that in the trunk? No, we should just leave it on the street for the neighborhood kids to play with. <laughs> Good evening, gentlemen. Set the gun, holler back. Bit late for a stroll, don't you think? Yeah, you girls ought to be getting home. Yeah, street lights are on. Shut up, <laughs> fuck face. I'm fuck face. He's asshole. Jake? <laughs> Apprise Rodney Dangerfield here of his situation. <laughs> Perhaps we can dispense with the fun and games now, yes? You want the envelope, right? The envelope. Very smart. See, Jake, here's a man who knows when a situation is untenable. Good word. You like that word? And you do have that envelope, don't you? Better give up, Jimmy. We're dealing with a couple of geniuses here. <laughs> so what he does is he has the keys and he goes, whoops, and throws them away, indicating that it's in the boot. And what what the the hitman does is shoot the lock of the boot where the C4 Ooh, is Which is located. enough to explode the C4. Kaboom, and uh, off they go. Kills but the two hitmen. Now, just on that, mm. the C4 that he hides mm. de detonated by a gunshot. Yes. Uh, I asked the question, is it possible that a bullet 
can detonate My first C4. thought right now is how do you detonate C4, but I don't want to yeah, Google it for fear of the federal police coming <laughs> at me. Well, the bullet, there must have been a detonator with it. The bullet must have hit the detonator. Depends on what, what on how, that, that's how it was probably set off by the impact of the bullet. Yeah. Plain C4 is just like plasticine. You need detonator. A detonator. How do I know that? I'm just, from all the movies I've seen. But yeah, <laughs> you mate. do need a detonator with sure, it. Sure. Well. Okay. okay. Just, just that was my thought process. Okay. Like, you know, I agree. And that, yeah. that's 100% yeah, what I was of, wondering. And it worked. Got rid of both of them. Mm. Um, and uh, Jimmy decides, he tells Jimmy, look, off you go. Um, and Joe says, take look, I'll take the heat. Because yeah, yeah. Um, then he gets another yeah. dressing down by the cops because they're yes. in the cops here because that, that earlier um, moment there where yep. he said, oh, I know the, the blokes, the, the, Governor's phone number. Yeah, he's because the earlier Cause got dressing said, down from the cop going. You've been yeah. making obscene phone calls. So it's just they're the nice little things that yeah. I like about this movie. Those yeah. little, those little moments that aren't relevant to the plot, but they're nice it's little funny. linkages back yeah. into the script. Definitely. And uh, yeah, after the dressing down by the cops, Joe agrees. Like Jimmy's waiting for him out the front. Uh, he agrees to uh, let him help him. You just won't let go, huh? You're like a dog with a frisbee. Girl's dead. And the guys that did it up at Spago's eat chicken Marcella. Ain't there goat cheese pizza? It ain't right. No, it ain't right. This ain't no game, Flash. Real guns, real bullets. It's dangerous. Dangerous, my middle name. <laughs> Mine's Cornelius. Tell anybody I kill you, <laughs> Cornelius. <laughs> they head back to Joe's house, uh, and geez, the daughter's in the mood too. I'm She's just like doing. This is what confuses me about yeah. this moment. Yes. So it's it's Jimmy that picks up Joe from the police station. Yeah, and he's giving Joe all the time. Yeah, but he's just getting coming in as well, mate. If yeah. I was Joe, I'd be like, mate, Nick, off. Thanks for dropping me home. But Jimmy comes in, makes bonded. himself comfortable. Well, they they agreed. They, remember, he said to him before, he goes, "Real guns, real bullets. We're going to be, you know, if you want to help me." So yeah. they're sort of bonded a little bit here. Okay. The daughter's got the shits because she wasn't allowed to go to a party. Big apparently. time. She's only 13. Mm. And uh, I so she's, she's running Joe off here. at the mouth, yes. solid, right? And, uh, you know, Jim, Joe is trying to sort of say, listen, um, you live in my house, in my rules, sort of thing. Anyway, the mum comes out. They, she goes to bed. Uh, they share a drink. And Jimmy, we find out a little bit more, mm. he tells him about his pregnant wife's accident. I used to be married. One Sunday, I'm away in Miami. She couldn't come because she was eight months pregnant. Walking down La Brea Boulevard, out of nowhere, a pickup truck jumped the curb. Pow. Never knew it hit her. She died. But Alex lived for 17 minutes in an incubator. He fell asleep. Had time for one dream. And then he died. I think about him all the time, man. You know, I threw for 300 yards that day. While my wife and kid were dying, I had the game of my life. It's a great line. Had enough yeah. time for one dream. Yeah. Like, that's Good. pretty powerful yeah, stuff. Yeah, it is. That's a nice little scene. And that, that's a flashback. And see, um, Corey was obviously supportive of him yeah. through that because they were talking. They also proposed a toast to Alex. Yeah. Together, yeah. so it's obviously something he does whenever he's having a drink and toasts. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, it's a really nice thing. Mm. It's not highly relevant to the whole thing, but yeah, uh, but, but just yeah, shows it just past. shows his where, past where and he's emotions. come from. Yeah. Absolutely right. Well, we find out a little bit more when 
Joe, uh, Jimmy goes to the bathroom and then Joe comes in and finds him doing drugs in the bathroom and kicks him out. And, and Jimmy, of course, is just trying to explain himself. Shit happens real easy. Starts out painkillers. Using Demerol because your fucking knees are shot. Well, you know what? You're chewing codeine with your pancakes. And then a truck comes out of nowhere. And you're talking to God. And you're saying, hey, help me out, big guy. I pay taxes. I go to church. What's with this dead wife and kid shit? <laughs> but he ain't answering. He ain't taking no calls that day. Instead, I get a call from the fucking league. And they're saying, hey, kid, your career's over. I say, why? Because I gambled. Why is there a fucking injury report in pro football, huh? Nobody else has one. Pro football does. You know why? That's so the gamblers will have a fucking accurate spread. It's all business now. They push you until you blow your fucking brains out, just like Billy Cole did. Can't you see the fucking hypocrites took away my fucking life? When you're done feeling sorry for yourself, the front door's that way. Didn't, did didn't it, work. Did, did a move. Uh, That's the Joe, only reference it. to the kid killing himself. Yeah. Like... Well, it was, he was obviously pushed to the edge, mate, by, know, by, the, by the gangsters and the, the game. It's a lot of production. Yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. It's dramatic, too. It's pretty melodramatic. I guess but, yeah. I guess that's the only thing about that opening scene. Yeah, is it really hooks it's you. A, it it's hooks a massive you. hook. Oh, yeah. Even though I truly believe it's not highly relevant to the flip film at all. Like well, it could have just, just it, it could have just been a line. Well, could have been a reference. The corruption of pro football, and you'll notice too that there's no. I don't never think it does. I, I, yeah. I think I think you could have done it. What I'm saying is, I agree with it being in the movie because it hooked me, right? Yeah. But it could have easily been Corey and Jimmy having a conversation, going, you know, um, you, you got kicked out of the league because mm. you, you did this. But there's buddy old mate that killed himself. And he was on the take, you know, like yeah. it could have just been mentioned. Well, I'll tell you why, because a film is show, not tell. Show it, don't tell it. Yeah. That's why they, they started like it is. But you'll notice too, there's never a mention, I don't think, I've, I listened closely, of the NFL. They no, never mention it by no, name. No. It's all pro football, no real team names. So it's kind no of No one their, wanted to get in trouble. They don't want to have uh, <laughs> any lawsuits come on their way. Yeah. But um, Yeah. When I love this bit with the daughter, this where is really she's, good. she's walking Joe, uh, Jimmy out out after he got busted, and she says to him that Joe was his biggest fan, and ever since he got banned, he's never watched a f pro football game. This is where we since. learn that yeah. Joe didn't do his research. Yeah. Joe he was, was just a fan, a fan of this yeah. guy, yeah. and and everything he said to him in the bar in the strip joint was just his. Yeah. No, it'd be like you meeting George Lucas. Yeah, it's not research; <laughs> it's it's knowledge. It's knowledge, yeah. But it's the he he, give, he gives her a card. And that's where we where we yes. get the movie title from. And then the he writes on the card to the daughter of the last Boy Scout. Yeah, yeah. It's like an autograph. It's yeah. brilliant. Really good. The next morning, though, um, Jimmy gets snatched up by Marcone's men. Mm. Remember this bit? And he and they, they toss him off a bridge. Yeah, it's that. How he survived yeah. that, I don't know. But well, and then he sort of lands in front of a car, and then the, the police pick him up. So I think they, they, they someone calls the police and yeah. they pick him up. Uh, but at the same time, the police are thinking, well, Joe must have killed Mike. They find out Mike's dead. He was sleeping with with Joe's yeah, wife. So they, they put the two and two together. The cops are now suspicious of Joe more than they are anything cop, else. Yeah, so they sent a cop to arrest Joe and uh, Milo, Mark Hone's men, turn up. 
grab Joe first, and then when that cop comes, they shoot him with Joe's with, gun. Yes, and his fingerprints. Yeah, so they're going to mm. put it. So they, they've set so him up. So they're now nicely. moving yeah. to set Joe up. Yeah. for a whole range of crimes. Oh wow. Yeah. So uh, the they've taken him away. Uh, and this, did you like this bit where this is great? Joe, guys, hit this. May Joe. be my favorite yeah. part of the movie. Yeah, I didn't have any audio for this because just sounds of someone getting punched in the face. But it's uh, he was sort of saying he punches him. He punches him. He goes, "You do that again, I'm gonna kill you." Punches him, punches him again. And he's all proud of himself. Yeah. This cocky. And he goes, "You got a thug. light. You got a light." Yeah. And he goes, "Yeah, I got a light." And then Jen Joe gets up and goes, "Bang!" Punches him, and then the guy just falls down dead. Dead. Yeah. He's, he's a other, man of his word. The other gangster comes over and goes, you, you killed him. What the hell? He's dead. He mm. goes, I told him. He goes, I wanted a light. <laughs> he's a man of his word. Um, then we uh, we see, though, sort of flashback to the station. Yep. Um, Jimmy and Joe's wife are being grilled here about Mike and the cop's death. Yes. Remember, he goes, my husband wouldn't have killed a cop. What do you mean? So we all this crap is building up against Joe, case against Joe's building yes. up. Um, Jimmy then tries to find Baynard's address. Yeah, he, ring, he, gets he, rings, the he rings the, the stadium he because said, yeah. he's obviously still well known to the to yeah. the front of office staff. He's trying he to sweet talks one of them into him. handing over yeah. Baynard's address, and he writes us down in a, in a yellow pages, rips it out, and uh, obviously he's going to head there. Mark Hone, meanwhile, is telling Joe that he wants to legalize sports gambling, and we realise that Baynard is a is a critical figure in in that in that uh, in that mission. Senate's commission to investigate gambling and professional sports. Is that who you're paying off? The commission's gonna vote next March. I got every one of them in my hip pocket except Senator Calvin Baynard. I tried to bribe that son of a bitch, Joe, and he gave it back because it wasn't enough. <laughs> What's he want? Six million, or he'll go straight to the police. You know, I think it's just gonna be cheaper to kill that son of a bitch. Taking off the U.S. Senator is pretty ballsy, even for an asshole like you. You said it, Joe boy. That's why we're going to frame you for the senator's murder. So that wasn't that. This this is another talking point here for us, mate. How lucky was it for Marcone that Joe Hallenbeck gets involved in this case? He's thinking, I've won lotto here. He's mm. a bloke who hates Baynard. Yes, I can set him up for his murder. Yeah. It's all landed in his yeah. lap, basically, because yeah. he obviously he was going to do this regardless. He was going to oh, bribe this guy. Yeah. He was yep. going to, so it's worked out perfectly for him, basically. Yep. This this, and he's well cast too. You know, yeah. Did you know what other movie that guy was out of? No, I reckon he did it early that. on. Uh, Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. He played the uh, um, yeah. from the Miami Dolphins. True. Yeah. Football he played the owner of the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. So he was the owner of the Dolphins. He, was a he very owner said, again. "Find the dolphin, or find new now, find the fish, or find new jobs." He said, "That's weird." Yeah, wow. That's he's been typecast as a football boss. Unbelievable. There you go. There you go. Uh, Jimmy, we find he did get the senator's address. He's yes. outside his home. Parks outside. And young Darian comes and, uh, and surprises him. What a name, too, by the yeah, way, Darian. Darian. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, she says, "How how do you get it?" He goes, "Oh, I got I got hitched." And then she pulls out her dad's gun. Yeah. But well. brilliant though, because it shows that she. This is a. It's it's probably not something I think a lot of people would bother to pick up. But this girl is seen as being this kid that hates her dad because yep. he's never around. Doesn't. He's very strict and everything. But she observes him. She obviously respects yeah. she him. She was hearing the, because, her mother being grilled at the police because station. He says, "How'd you get the address?" And she she used the old pencil sketch on the mm. on the yellow pages. She said, "My dad's a detective." Yeah. And she used a really simple technique that you know she would have seen her dad do. Yeah, I think that's a really yeah, nice dad. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird bonding moment She's between dad and daughter up, yeah, when dad's not even true. there. That's a good point. Yeah, 
So uh, he's outside the house. They follow the senator's bodyguards. Yes. Not so, the senator. It's just the bodyguards. No, the bodyguards the are going point. somewhere. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, they take Joe into the woods and take a photo of him handing over a briefcase with the money they're going to give Baynard, the bribe money. Which is not so actually money. So they want to frame him. Because yeah, it's been right. switched. It's a, it's a bomb. And, and Joe's seen yeah. the switch happen. Yeah, so, so when, when, he looks, when the guy looks away, Joe sees the back of the trunk switch around with a false briefcase. So he now knows that it's probably a bomb. Yeah. And he's so just handed that over. And so um, the, the, the money's switched and the, the I think the replacement is a wired briefcase. So it's mm. the bomb inside. Yeah. Now um, – Jimmy's there, gets caught, uh, he's, he's observing, gets caught and roughed up, and they are rescued, though, by Darian. And Darian has uh, Mate, this little as puppet. as soon as she walks <laughs> up with the puppet, yeah. I knew what was going to happen. Did you really? Yeah. Hey, mister, do you like my puppet? Get this kid out of here. My name is Furry Tom. I said get out of here, kid. No, kid stays. Can you make him talk? Try. She doesn't call him dad either. No. <laughs> She's smart. Go ahead, take it. Okay. <laughs> it's riddle time. Why did Mr. Milo cross the road? Cracking jokes again. I don't know why. Because his dick was stuck in a chicken. <laughs> 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 Furball? Yeah! <laughs> Hurry, Tom! Thinks this is probably the first pussy of you guys have seen in a long time! Especially this fat fuck over here! Where'd you get this suit, Grandpa? Gangsters arrest? <laughs> so there's the gun inside the puppet. Yeah. The old gun inside she the puppet. She did puppetry. well, Darian. Oh, yeah. She did Genius. very well. Genius. And so uh, they, uh, they head off now with both briefcases. Hmm. And they're running the bodyguards. The bodyguards take off and they're running the bodyguards yep. and Milo off the road. Remember the, where the car goes into the pool? Yeah. And it was a really good shot. The Blake's in the backyard and the shadow goes over his head and mm -hmm. that's a, the car coming into his yard. Um, they decide to take the homeowner's car and mm -hmm. leave Darian with him to wait for the police. Yeah. But Milo, who you think, he's got to be dead. Remember he shot into the boot and everything? Yeah. And, but he's still alive. Uh, he comes and shoots the guy. And takes Darian with him. Mm. And so they're thinking, well, they need to get to Marcone Stadium office. Uh, there's a car chase and they shoot Baynard's bodyguards. To One get of those the, reviews is right. There's a lot of car yeah, chases a lot of here car that chases. are not entirely uh, necessarily yeah. accurate. But they, they do retrieve, after they shot one of Baynard's bodyguards, they do get back what they, the booby-trapped briefcase. Yeah, brief so they've case. now got both. Yeah. Uh, but then they get a little call from Milo. You expected a call? Hey, motherfucker. Hey, Milo. Where you calling from? The bottom of the pool? I'm on my way to the ball game, of course. Hey, Joe, listen, someone here wants to talk to you. Hi, Daddy. I'm okay. I'm not hurt. Dad? You back off, Joseph, or I'm going to show your daughter what a hot date I am. What happened? What's up? He's taking Darian. What do we do? We take Marcone. It's the only way. If we don't do anything, they're going to kill her anyway. Careful with that case. It's the one that goes bang. What's fascinating is Milo's threat. He doesn't say, or I'll kill your daughter. Yeah. 
He he kind of threatens worse. Yeah, yeah. Don't you what, think that's a, a really a interesting bit of scripting? Yeah. Yes. I think that's a really yeah. smart thing for any dad of a daughter watching. Yeah. You're like, mm, I'm going to yeah. get you, you know? That's right. It's really, Absolutely. really smart. Yeah. So uh, they take the guns. They also take the shredders, which mm. we learn later what they do. Uh, and arrive at the stadium, and I love it how they get a parking spot right next to Mark Hone's car. Yeah, how's that Isn't even possible? Isn't that great? How's that even – well, you say how that's possible, but then you realise they walk into the stadium for the same reason. Jimmy. Jimmy's yeah. recognisable. Maybe, yeah, maybe. The, the, like, mate, yeah. you know what it's like if – I don't know, yeah. I'm trying to think of an example, but if, if you know – if you've been somewhere for a long time, you can baffle your way past the odd security yeah, well, guard real easy. He does, yeah, and I love it too when he gets out, he keys the car. He goes, yeah. I want to, always wanted to do this. <laughs> he keys his Rolls Royce. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they get. Uh, they need to get to Mark Hone's office. Uh, Jimmy, as, as you suggested, sweet talks his way past security. They see some police, and this is where Jimmy also says, oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, you're wanted for you're murder. You're wanted for murder. <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah. And so they're thinking, well, we better be careful here. The guy from the spa spots Jimmy. The bike that guy? Jimmy pegged in the pegged face. Pegged in the face with yes. a ball, and he grabs him, and then Jimmy pulls a shotgun on him. Yeah. <laughs> While he's, by the way, yeah, this is the middle of the game. Yeah, no, no, it's, it it's half definitely time. half time because he's all roughed up and yeah. dirty. <laughs> so it's, again, wild access yeah. to be in the player wild tunnel. Access, but anyway, yeah, half time. A lot of crazy things happen at the start of the house. They walk into Mark Hone's office. He has Darian. Uh, yep. But Jim also asks about Corey. Why'd you kill Corey? Took the blackmail, Jim. I have no truck with that. Well, she's one of the sweetest little whores I ever tasted. It's five feet of marble between me and you. Maybe I make it, maybe I don't. If you call her a whore again, I'm going to find out. Yeah, she's not, uh, yeah. not happy hearing that. But uh, Joe says... Uh, the, no, sorry, here's the point where Marcone shoots Jimmy in the hand. Yeah, Marcone's yeah. like, you know, he basically says, mate, you, you're, you're a gambler, you're, you're up, but you're yeah. still a great athlete until now, and then shoots him in the palm in the of the hand. hand yeah. In his throwing hand. Mm. Uh, and then uh, Marcone pulls a gun on Joe, uh, and Joe says, listen, still, they've got the $6 million that was switched out. He tells them it's in the back of a white BMW. You're bluffing. You think I'm bluffing? I also have in my possession a certain tape. You and Senator Baynard. Very juicy stuff. Well, now, just let me guess. If something happens to you, that damn thing's gonna be mailed to the cops, isn't it? Close. Actually, it goes to the mob. I'm sure they'd be very interested in hearing what you're up to. Legalized gambling? Hell, they stand to lose, what, two, two and a half billion dollars? Sure, they won't be upset about that. Just their entire bookmaking income. So you go ahead and pull the trigger. Be my guest. Smart. Mm. Don't you reckon? Yeah, because yeah. you know the obvious thing is to say that it's just going to go to the cops, but yeah. it's actually worse for Marcone. Yeah, what Joe suggests. But very, Marcone very smart. though calls his bluff again yeah. about the tape. He goes, "If you had a tape, you would have used it already." And so now it's up to it's up to uh, to it's up to Jimmy to come up with an idea. We have the money, Shut the but fuck it's up. not no fucking Shut up. It's in a locker, and I got the key. Where's the key, Jim? I got it stashed in my shorts. Easy, just easy. Give me that fucking key. He's gonna kill you. Soon. He's gonna kill us anyway, asshole. You gotta promise to let me go. Bullshit. Give him the key or I'll have you kneecapped. Whoops. 
Look like nobody gets the money. That's one of those new plastic keys. Get the goddamn key! The kind of tread. Smart, eh? Yeah. The shredder. I'll give it to him, yeah. The shredder. Smart that he knew it would explode or, or you know, uh, in five. He well, threw it in the fireplace. What would you say? It's because uh, a, a bullet is shot. But Well, this is like a shrapnel thing. It goes off and well, shreds. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, he had a fireplace. Without a fireplace, what, does he do? what do you do? Mm. What, do you, what would he have done then? Yeah, because I think the only way he could possibly do it is well, to throw, throw it, on, it on, the on the ground next to you and, yeah, and, and then you risk gone. yourself coming yeah. gone, yes. Anyway, a bit of license used there. Old Marcone runs down. He does get the uh, suitcase because he, he sees the suitcase because <laughs> it's parked next to his car. doesn't see the, the keying of his car. No, he doesn't. But he looks in the back window and smashes it and grabs the, grabs suitcase, the suitcase and thinks he's got the $6 million back. But, Joe, oh, he goes after Milo while Jimmy is sent to warn Baynard. Remember they said that there's a guy up in the stands in a highly elevated. illuminated position. Elevated, yes. Yeah, illuminated. I thought it was like elevated. Light, I said illuminated. It's a light pole. He's up no, but I think light. he said he's in an elevated position. Anyway. I thought it said a heavily illuminated okay. position. But Jimmy decides he's going to warn Baynard. Marcone, you've already got the suitcase in the white beamer, takes it, he's off. Jimmy grabs the game ball. Maybe he's on he's on horseback mm. here, okay? It's a lot mm. of, lot of shenanigans going on in the game here. He's on horseback, pegs the ball at Baynard, nails him too, hits him just as he was shooting. He actually shoots the ball. Do you notice the yeah. ball go flat? I'm not sure the ball would have stopped the bullet from still hitting no, but the I bike. think what it did, he by, by throwing the ball at him, it pushed his head out the way Maybe. and the bullet hit the ball. So it was pinpoint timing <laughs> and uh, <laughs> saves him from the assassin's bullet. Mate, Meanwhile, this high next up bit in the stadium is yes. some of the most unexpected <laughs> movie cinematography <laughs> scripting I've yes. ever seen with old Joe and Milo having a fight. Yep. And it's a pretty good fight up at Not the bad. top of a, of a light stand, you yep. know? Yep. Uh, then, then but then he, he falls, falls off the down. roof, right? And can I ask though, right? He falls yeah. off yeah. helicopter mm-hmm. in the blade helicopter. Now, mm-hmm. my question is this: mm-hmm. How's a helicopter in the stadium at that point, mate? How does that happen? It's just, mate. How's a helicopter that close? Yeah. to a light tower. Also, <laughs> with a helicopter that close and a madman on a game. horse, yeah, right. It's how is the stadium? And everyone's just still sitting there. <laughs> the Coliseum—they're uh. all like, "This is part of the show." <laughs> There's a bit of that. Joe, uh, as promised, memory mentions is, if we jig. kill this bloke, I'm going to dance a jig, and he's yeah. dancing a jig. And the guy goes, he's dancing. Is he dancing? He's dancing a jig. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Anyway, the uh, the finale of the film is Baynard point, points out Joe, remember outside the stadium, goes, that's him. And then Joe says to him, head or gut. And he goes, what? And he goes, prang, knocks him out. They look for the case and they realise that uh, our man Marcone has taken the wrong one. <laughs> My cool got the wrong one. <laughs> so they they looked up in the hill and actually were conveniently saw his his nice. house explode. Yep. Yeah. Now the next day, Joe and his wife have reconciled. Good on. So it. they know. It, it, the I best bit like, about this reconciliation, like the though, that's the best here. bit about this reconciliation is again that flashback to her being angry yeah. that he doesn't have the shit. Yeah, and he says, "Oh, it should spit in your face." And he goes, "Yes, that's what yeah, we got you yeah, back exactly." <laughs> um, but Joe and Jimmy though decide to become partners. So I'm thinking I could use a partner. You up for that? I don't know. I don't know anything about being a detective. Yeah, there's nothing to it. 
Now, this being the 90s, you can't just walk up to a guy and smack him in the face. You gotta say something cool first, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, uh, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, only better than that. Like, if you hit him with a surfboard, you would say, Surf's up, pal. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I feel like that that scene was made to have a sequel. Uh, maybe. I think that just I think it was a bit of a poke at the current movie landscape. You know, oh, Arnie, okay. Arnie, I'll be back. And right. I think okay. the surf's up. That was um, I think that was happened in Lethal Weapon. I think Lethal right. Weapon Two had something like that. Okay, let's get to some lines. And I could I could have put a thousand lines in this one, of but here, here are my favourites. We've heard some already. Yes, here's one. Uh, after after Joe caught uh, Mike in the cupboard. It just happened, Joe. It just sure, sure, I know. It just happened. Could happen to anybody. It was an accident, right? You tripped, slipped on the floor, and accidentally stuck your dick in my wife. <laughs> Whoops. I'm so sorry, Mrs. H. I guess this just isn't my week. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Here's another favorite of mine. Remember they're in the in the police station and he's asking about his leather pants. Leather pants. Yeah. What's something like that, right? 650. $650. Yeah. They're pants. Yeah. You wear them. Yes. They don't have like a TV in them or something? <laughs> nope. <sighs> I'm very old. Just minutes after his girlfriend died as well. It's a very strange conversation yeah. to be having at the cop shop. Well, that conversation was actually taken from a deleted scene in Lethal Weapon. Oh, that really? was a deleted scene in Lethal Weapon where Murtog, you know, the, the Danny Glover's character, yeah. he's talking to his daughter's wearing this expensive dress to a New Year's Eve party. Um, and he's asked the question about how expensive it is. He goes, it doesn't have a little television in it, does it? And she <laughs> says, no. And he says, I am very old. That's good. So that's the, they retrieved that. That's pretty good. Here's probably my favourite line. Remember okay. when the hitmen arrive and, he, and he's saying, he goes, oh, the, the guy knows when he's, uh, something's untenable. He goes, oh, that's a good word. I do love this one. Jake attacks his job with a certain exuberance. <sighs> Shit. We're being beat up by the inventor of Scrabble. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> Very good line. I'll agree with that. Yes. Right, Righto. Plot hole time. Yeah. And uh, this is like, you know when Joe comes home, mm. supposed to be in Vegas, notices toilet seat up, steamed mirror. Why doesn't he notice Mike's car out the front? Meh. Mike's car's out point. the front of his house. Yeah, I reckon you'd notice if my car was parked out the front of your uh, joint. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think uh, – or did he – They do he live on it. They do live on like at the beach, so could well, be any car. mate, it was right across no, outside no, fair, his house. Fair cop. I'll give you that one. Yeah. Yeah, so 100%. Why, why doesn't he notice that? Um, or, you know, whether he's got a new car or he didn't know it was a new car. Anyway. The – could a senator get away – with tying up and viciously beating a girl in a hotel room. Look, and if even if an agent did intervene. Strikes me as a Chuck Rhodes kind of issue. He, yeah. it, was a, uh, <laughs> it was more of a, a kink. Mm. So, oh, so oh, really? to me, I saw that as not – look, I'm not defending it in any way, yeah. but I'm saying I wondered whether that was a, that was more of a kink situation right. and not a – you know, I abuse. don't think the woman was enjoying it. Mate. I don't know, mate. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I don't just think understand. Uh, he got hard done by there, our man oh, Joe, Joe Halabek. Yeah. yeah. Things you might not know, uh, they did a lot of filming at the LA Coliseum. I've been to that stadium. Yeah. Where the 1984, uh, 1984 Olympics, Olympics. Yeah, were there. 
Now, what happened one day, there were hundreds of extras were recalled for a second day of shooting, and there was a lot of people there. Mm. At the last minute, they had to cancel the recall. Right. The extras were didn't find out and arriving expecting to be a day of work, they get paid, but they were refused pay by the production. And then they uh, they surged against the barriers and, and riot police had to be called in Gee. to disperse them. Yeah. Just pay them their money. Jeez. It was back before text messaging when you could just say you're not <laughs> required today. That's it. Now, this movie was the final time producer Joel Silver and actor Bruce Willis worked together. Huh. So they did make um, Die Hard 2 together, Hudson Hawk together, but they were, so their, their professional relationship kind of uh, took a bit of a hit. They decided, you know what? Let's uh, and, all, and the, on all top, that ego on, on set stuff yeah, you talked on, about earlier. On top of that, Silver was sacked from Fox because of the production delays and the budget overruns on Die Hard Two, mm-hmm. and so Die Hard Silver Joel Silver was no longer involved in Die Hard movies after that. There you go. Now Shane Black's original script, as I mentioned, was uh, had a much darker tone, more violence. If more you can imagine violence. that, the bloke was killed in a helicopter. Yeah. Uh, almost Blades. the entire second half of the script was different. So there right. were a lot of changes between the plot and the characters. Uh, the script also included, had a lot more focus on Milo and Shelley Marcone. There was more focus on them. Okay. Yeah. Damon Wayans trained with the LA Raiders quarterback Vince Evans to prepare for this role. Hmm. Yeah, he taught him how to throw the ball properly and to act like a quarterback. There you go. Now, I mentioned the... The edit of this movie, yeah. it was done by Stuart Baird. They called it an emergency re-edit uh, that was required to put it not only to reduce the violent, the graphic violence in the movie. He did the same thing for another film. Uh, Sylvester Sloan and Kurt Russell were together in a movie, Tango and Cash. He did the same thing for that right. film. But now instead they wanted – because the movie was so violent, it was going to get an X rating, which is NC-17, right. um, on its on its first go. So they decided that look, Baird needs to do some trimming to get it an R rating, and he uh, uh, he did the job. Uh, did you notice when – remember when um, Joe comes back and Darian is watching TV? You know, she's got the shits. Oh, yeah. She's watching, did you see what was on the TV they were watching? <coughs> no. Lethal Weapon. Oh, really? Yeah. It was a scene where um, Mel Gibson was getting tortured. Remember, uh, uh, yeah. remember when they tied him up and he was they were, they were shocking him? Right. Mel Gibson was apparently because uh, because Bruce because Joel Silver produced Lethal Weapon as well. Yeah. So knew Mel Gibson, knew Bruce Willis. Mel Gibson was originally offered the role of John McClane for Die Hard before he oh, knocked it back right. and Bruce Willis got it. Right. Yeah, so that's a little funny little time. Interesting. Did you notice what type of car Joe was driving? Did you see that car? Joe? The tan car. It was car. like an old, no, I don't know. 1971 Buick Boat Tail Riviera. Boat yeah, yeah, the Riviera. Righto, nice. three questions for Trev. Hit me. What do you think the body count was in this movie? Oh, Jesus. Give me a number and I'll tell you higher 14. or lower. Higher. 27. Exactly right. 27. What? That's it. 27. Yeah. You add them all a lot. lot of henchmen. A lot of yeah, henchmen. Yeah, they died. were. Yeah, yeah a lot of true, henchmen yeah. and bodyguards. If yeah. you count those explosions. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. What about how many F-bombs? 200. Lower. Okay. 100. Slightly higher. Yeah. 100, 102. Yeah, right. Yeah, the yeah. word fuck is used 102 times. Wow. Which is a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. 
Question three, did Jimmy and Joe remain friends after agreeing to work together? Is there a sequel in this, you reckon? There could have been, eh? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I think it absolutely could have yeah, had a sequel. But I think they did. Uh, I think they made Die Hard 3 and they went their separate ways, I think. Yeah. yeah. All righty. That is The Last Boy Scout. Mm. Give us your wrap-up and rating. I enjoyed the movie. Uh, it was far more brutal than I could have <laughs> ever imagined even after the opening scene. But the helicopter thing really set me back. Um, but yeah, no, it was a good movie. Good action movie. I just, my only negative is there's just, I just wonder about some of the bits not really fully connecting yeah. and needing, could have I just been, think could have been all of that corruption and, and sport gambling and all that stuff, there's it, it a lot to understand. Yeah. And I think when you're, if I'm choosing to watch a knock em out car chase, you know, action movie, I don't want to have to think. So, okay. so maybe yeah. spoon feed me some simpler, Righto. simpler concepts to link it all together. Fair enough. It's uh, it's an eight for me. Eight, yeah, I'm um, eight point five. Okay. I, was, I was always eight point five. Just so you know, I don't just <laughs> we add trust half you, a Stephen. mark. But uh, yeah, so you normally no, say eight. Eight. Yeah, I'm eight point five. I, I I think it's a funny movie. It's 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 funny. But I think I think it's really made cutting a really nice sharp script. I think if you take out. Bruce Willis. Yeah. But if you take out a lot of those little lines, those yeah. little gags, those little jokes, and you don't, I, I you don't, don't get the full full gamut of the show. I don't think an actor, another actor could have delivered it in the same way. No, because like, he's dry. And get the laughs. Mm. Yeah, I think that's kind of a Bruce Willis no, It is brilliantly right cast. Excellent. Well, that was The Last Boy Scout. Should we good. talk about next week? Sure, let's do it. Next week, we are watching Gravity. Okay. Released in 2013, starring Sandra Bullock and George Clooney. I'm going to say... Yep. I reckon I've seen uh, this. You've heard of it for sure. Mm. Directed by Alfonso Cuaron. <laughs> now, how many Oscars did Gravity win at the 2014 Academy Awards? Is it A, none, B, three, C, five, or D, seven? I'm going to go with none. It won really? seven Oscars. Holy hell. Directing, cinematography, film editing, original score, sound mixing, sound editing, visual effects. Didn't win any, any actual Oscars, though. Not acting, no. No acting. <laughs> directing. Well, directing. I know, but not yeah. movie, But didn't actor, win Best Picture. Didn't supporting win best, actor. Yeah, no, none of the acting. <laughs> none of the good stuff. <laughs> so it won all the technical awards right. and music awards. But still, seven Oscars. That nothing, is nothing to sneeze wild. At. That is next week's All right, film, well, I'm going to make sure that I watch it. In yeah. in the in the scene of my high sense hundred inch where I've got yes. a bit of surround sound. Do that because it is a if, visual. Is it, it is an audio visual marvel? Okay. It's really cool. And uh, yeah. give, give me some help, um, uh, family wise. Uh, uh, yeah, fine. Because yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure no. I could, Vivi loves space. There so. are no sex scenes at all. Vivi loves space. It's in space. So. It's in uh, orbit most of the time. You're suggesting that can't be done in space? Uh, no, but in this instance, it's not. Okay. Yeah. Good. So, yeah, that's us next week, Gravity. Uh, but we hope you enjoyed, as much as we did, The Last Boy Scout. Trev, see you next Bring week. Bring it on.